Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Anansals podcast. Hope you're all well who's listening and watching. But before I introduce my, my show regulars tonight, I wanted to say, if you're liking what you're seeing so far, hit the subscribe button on YouTube and hit the bell as well so you're notified when our videos go live. But I'm delighted to be joined by Ross, Tony Stark in his bunker in Afghanistan and William and Francis. How are you all? All good, all good. All good, good mate. Busy day transforming spaces, but all good. <laughs> 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 well, well, look. I mean, off the off the back of a great European result against Furness Farrell, Celtic returned to league action. Ross against Dundee at Dance Park, and as we always do before we get into the game, just come to yourself in regards about the game. A, a brief summary. How did you feel about it? Fantastic win, all in all. Ah, I thought we played excellent. Um, just turned up. Uh, I've got a bit of an echo here, by the way. Don't know. Um, <laughs> That's, that's, I keep hearing my voice. I keep hearing my voice coming back. That's really bad, actually. How do you feel? Oh no! Eh? <laughs> as, hey, we'll just run as you were saying, yeah, go ahead. I will just run with um, No, it's gone. I think it's gone. We're all good. Um, <laughs> I so I. <laughs> I thought we played brilliant uh, yesterday. It was a really good performance. Um, and sounds just, like an echo after like, that fall. <laughs> <laughs> right, start again. <laughs> Keep going. Come How you going. I'll come back in. Uh, aye, it was a really good performance. I thought Jota, Coyote, the front three were immense. Uh, and if they continue to play, certainly in an attacking sense, in the vein that they have in the last two games uh, against uh, Fernsfaros and Dundee, then I think it's going to get to the point where the Celtic fans will just turn up and play tag because we can. We're going to win. But uh, <laughs> by, it was just it was just a really good day. Unlike the Livingston game that I, I covered, uh, we kind of mind who it was on. I think it was Anthony and yourself uh, and John. But uh, unlike that game, we were just free flowing, and it makes a difference when <laughs> the, the onus is on. Obviously, Dundee a bit because they're the home team. They have a go, but they were a bit more open than Livingston, and you have to say. And Livingston's defence, as much as I, I didn't like it, they proved that like, if you keep tight, then you can get a result. Whereas if you open up against Celtic, you're going to get picked off uh, at will, certainly domestically. Uh, they can really hurt teams when, when they, they come out. So you have to say Livingston probably their game plan was right to play against us. But aye, great day yesterday uh, and another brilliant result uh, off the back eh, last Thursday. Yeah, 100%. And William, away away former in the season, it was it was shocking. But I mean, Anne's and Celtics found a way to win, and quite comfortably, as we've seen in the weekend. There, yeah, definitely starting to mould and, and take into his his, his style um, <coughs> and, and his, the way he wants to play. Uh, I, I echo everything Ross is saying. I thought we were tremendous going forward. A couple of FA moments at the back as usual, but um, some of the stuff we're playing is just. Absolutely breathtaking. You get to the point where the goals scored, and you're just like, you don't even cheer because you're just like, wow, that's free flowing. The front three are just Kyogo and Jota as well. I know we're, we're going to depth a bit more about the game and they're setting the goals, and uh, but there's some big, big performances. Ralston again, so I uh, just the train, the train keeps going. We'll keep going. <laughs> the Ants past the Congo trains of full swing. 
And I know that me saying comedy yourself, Francis, is quite a controversial thing now, apart from YouTube. The guy said, every time I said he needs to take a shot, so I'm going to hold you to account of that, so you're going to have to. But comedy yourself, how did you feel about the game? That wasn't Probably. me taking That's a shot, shot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the two boys have said there, just it was it was confident. Like the two goals we lost are silly goals, but obviously we'll come into them and that. But uh, it was like Ross said and Warren said there, it's when a team kind of opens up a wee bit and has a wee go, we, we do just pick them off. It, it plays into our hands, I feel like, and <clears> we're attacking players really, really can cause damage and you see how well they perform and stuff and it's, uh, it's, it's nice times ahead if we keep playing like this, Stephen. I 100% agree with that. And we're talking about player performances, William, and the Daily Duo on this podcast is me and Franny, but Celtic have their own and that's Kyogo and Jada. These guys are fantastic. And as Ross said, Celtic fans will be turning up just expecting to win. And I know there's going to be many bumps in the road, but for now, it's it's just free-flowing football. And especially Jada. How have we ended up with him? No idea. Um, <laughs> I think he's the first I think he's the first player to come to us that has lived up to the YouTube highlights. <laughs> he's just been, especially yesterday, he was everywhere. There was not a blade of class he didn't. One, he was popped up on the left, and he's on the right. And for the fourth goal, it was just he dropped the shoulder, and the boy was left on the floor. And it, bag of tricks, which is what we've been screaming out last year. We were all on this podcast talking about how there's no width, and and like the Celtic way has always been about wingers and and flair. And and this guy's got it, got the lot. Uh, I'd be paying the money right now. I'd be offering him a thirty-year contract. And I just get him tied down because he's just, just different, different, different class. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And like from as William said there, this guy's came. And yes, we all jumped on the YouTube bandwagon as we always do. Prime example, Amido Baldi. <laughs> I mean, he he scored goals on YouTube, but definitely not for Celtic. But this guy is skills, and he's tracking back now, which is what Postecoglou likes to see. And he's he's probably for me alongside Kyogo the best player in the SPL. I mean, by far. Oh. Uh, 100% and like just to I'll steal this one for all apparently yeah, I mean the Baldi's YouTube pilots are not that good apparently they're not good and I brought that, that I'm sure William brought that up once but uh, <laughs> uh, Yota's ones that he has he, he's definitely living up to it and it's it kind of excites me as similarly how Sinclair sort of excited me how he just taking the league he's taking the league by storm and stuff but Yota's obviously got more of a trick I would say than Sinclair but I, I'd, I'd be paying that money and just there's no way we can make a loss in this guy. I know it's six and a half million is a lot of money in Scotland, but even at that, I, I can't see how if he performs the way he's doing, there's no way we can make a loss in him. And it's just like William said, that, like getting the ball down, his we change of pace, drops his what just he's got that track up his sleeve. He's the type of player that gets bums off seats, the type of player you want to see playing for your football team. And his mm-hmm. first instinct is always he always tries to get always try to go forward but in that like as much as he's like a, a tricky winger and stuff he never seems to try and overdo it and beat the guy three or four times he, he always seems to just it's does it enough and then he plays the pass in the right time and that so he seems very intelligent he's definitely really really playing on confidence now and like he's high in confidence and like you say he's, he's tracking back a lot so he's actually buying in more to the the postal call the way where he obviously he wants and needs guys to to track back especially when you're playing with the sort of inverted uh, fullbacks and stuff, so it obviously leaves the the width, uh, the wide, uh, the park sort of uh, 
a lot of space to exploit. So you need like a bad or you know, whoever's playing it way to track back. So it's it's all looking positive. I mean, what is it, seven or eight goals or something? Then probably yeah. the same assistant. That it's, uh, it's you've got to pay the money for that. It's, you can't. hundred percent. You you just can't argue with what he's giving you right now. I like the fact you brought up Sinclair, and I'll come to yourself for this, Ross. That's another shot, by the way, who you commented last week. But <laughs> come to yourself about it. I mean, I said to McGrande, turned around him straight away and goes, Jada or Sinclair? And without hesitation, he said Jada. And I asked him why, and he, he just said, as William said, we were crying out for wingers to take players on. A wee trick in the skill and the end product was Jada has. But who would you have? Uh, it's a good I don't question. know. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good question, and it's... Let's just be happy that we've had both. Uh, right. I don't think I can pick, uh, and I don't want to pick. Uh, I, I love, I loved Sinclair, and I love him for what he done at Celtic, and I'm loving what Jota's doing right now. So don't make me choose. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> See if they don't pay the money for Jota. By the way, there will be absolute anarchy and chaos. Oh, they, they will. They will. It's Funny's bang on the mark as well for six and a half. We're obviously going to sell them on at some point. You're going to double that at least. Aye. Oh, absolutely. So it's a, it's a, and, and the way he's, for me, like Kyogo, has bought into everything the club is. You can see he's loving it here with the fans. He's interacting. He's just, it's a no-brainer. He want, he, I think he'll want to stay. We want him to stay. You can see it. Either one. You can see Aye. it in his, uh, in his face, his, his demeanour. He's like, he's just, you just know he's happy to be here and, and he's loving his football. And why not? They're going at the they're going at the fans at the end of the game and couldn't away games and they're dancing away with them and he was he was right at the front with a big smile on his face doing it yesterday Aye. he's loving it so let's just <laughs> get it done in January get it signed mm-hmm. I think the way Post Cogley was speaking after the game Francis that that's kind of the option he's going to try and take up and the reporter said to him is is it confirmed that Celtic have the option to buy before obviously first refusal and he said yes but. Again, as, as Ross rightly said there, you can see it in this guy's emotion, <laughs> his face. And yes, we've got a lot of loan players that come to Celtic. Paddy Roberts, prime example, n- never really committed. I mean, he came on loan, but never kind of signed up permanent, permanently. But are you confident Jada will, if he sees his future with Celtic? Yes and no. Yes and the fact that, like uh, William and Ross has just touched on there, you can see he loved it. he's buying an AA. He seems to love the interaction with the fans and stuff. But then, like, it sounds... Sally saying, and it, it is Sally saying, the longer it drags on, I mean, the guy's only been here two minutes and that's not even January yet. So I don't know why we're really, I mean, it's, we're really worried about getting a deal done. There's, we have got first option, we know what we need to pay. The, and then the, we, Celtic have got the money to pay that. There's there's no, we have got the money. But it's all down to, does Yota want to stay? He could maybe, the ball's kind of in his court in a way because he's, he's playing, he's flying. I'm not saying he's maybe got to get back in the Benfica squad, but maybe a team down in England will be looking at him. Other teams in Europe, and you've just he might be going, fuck it, pointless. Because we all know what agents are like. He's maybe his agents mm-hmm. in his ear and going, here by the way, have you just sort of uh, wait, wait this out in that. Celt- we know Celtic want you in that. It's maybe something to fall back on. Let's see what what other options. I know that's maybe no nice to hear in that, but maybe that's me just overthinking it too much. I don't know, but. He has, I think the way he's playing now, that he's he's in a good position. And so Celtic, because we're getting the benefit of the guy. Then they I think if we if we pay the money he doesn't stay, we know it's because he didn't want to stay at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I think providing Celtic cough up the money, we'll come out of it okay in the sense that they'll have done all they can really. 
Yeah, 100% agree with you. And we'll dive into the goals, Ross, and Jada got two, Kyogo got two, Ralston came off of two assists, which is fantastic for him again, and obviously Jada got an assist, but the pick of the bunch for me was um, Kyogo's last goal. I mean, that was fantastic. One touch, bang, the ballot ball, the, the left off the post into the net, it was fantastic. But what was your favourite goal out of that? Uh, I probably the fourth as well. It was it was a total wow goal. Uh, basically, it was like as you say, he, Jota picks it up. He's the wee sort of step over the drop of the shoulder, the one two. He, ca- he carries on his run, plays the perfect. But well, uh, it was a great ball into feet, but it comes in. Ikayo go, and uh, he's still got loads to do there, mm-hmm. like loads, mm-hmm. and he just first time finishes absolutely world class. And that's not an exaggeration. It was a world-class finish. Uh, but uh, it's like we've touched on, just going forward, uh, if teams open up a wee bit against us, we're just cutting through teams with that front three. It's, it's really, really good to watch. Uh, and you talk about Ralston. I'm giving him three assists. I'm giving him three. Aye. That shot. I think I officially comes, got them, Ross. I think I officially got aye. them. Comes back off the post. It's it's not the, the the greatest shot. There's a wee deflection. Comes back out, and then you've got. This is what I like about the front three as well. It's like we've we've been playing with one striker for so long now, and then you just you're getting rebounds off the post, and there's guys like Jota or Abada just mop them up and and picking up goals. Jota and Abada have picked up a lot of goals with just rebounds and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's maybe not as nice as the, the fourth goal, but they all couldn't. Uh, um, and, uh, I mean, Kyogo scoring a header as well. Like, what, what's going on? You know what I mean? How's he <laughs> three header in the middle of the goals? But, aye, it's, it, it, everything is just... It, I'm saying everything's looking good. Certainly, going forward, it's it's looking brilliant. Defensively, there's still questions, uh, which we'll touch on. But I think... If... If Celtic are going to lose two goals per game and they're scoring four, and the two goals essentially in the context of the game each time, I don't think we ever looked in and bother or looked like we were going to relinquish a lead or drop points in that game. They're, they're consolation goals, even at 2 1. I turned around, I was watching it with Franny, I turned around to Franny and says, That's a consolation, that goal, even though it's 2 1, because this will be like 4 5 1 the day. Obviously, it wasn't a four-five-one, but you, you know that you get you get the sentiments. You get the sentiments. Uh, so, aye, if Celtic are conceding two consolation goals, I think that uh, Postecoglou is alluded to the fact that the way we play, we're going to concede goals, but you bet we're going to score more than you ninety-five, ninety-six percent of the time. Uh, so, aye, it's enjoyable football to watch. I nearly forgot how to count for ninety-five to ninety-six. <laughs> Aye, and William, I, I seen yourself smile every time Ross mentioned Kyogo, and he brings a smile to every Celtic fan's face. And he rightly said there a header for the wee man, free free in the box, a fantastic finish. Yada again, brilliant point out Ross that he, he kind of scored from that rebound that Abada was doing early on in the season. But the goals all in all, they all count. But again, the pick of the bunch was that fourth goal. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. I text the boys in the group chat and says that Kyogo's fast becoming my love for Kyogo's fast becoming like the king and KT and all them. He's just just puts a smile on your face, like you say, every time he's he's his movement is unbelievable and he works so hard. The goals were excellent. Ralston was an absolute machine again. 
I mean, for the goal, for the was it the third goal? I think Aye, he absolutely he absolutely ragdolls the guy and puts him Charlie into his head. Charlie Adam. And Charlie then he puts Adam. Another wonderful. He must have been watching last week because I said, and, and last week I said that um, if the player of the year awards were tomorrow, he'd be a front runner for me, Ralston, and nothing changed my mind there. But I also said that if there was one thing that was lacking, it's his final <laughs> ball. We both and then he goes and drives two assists. <laughs> uh, that that was, cross. That cross uh, was amazing. He, uh, he was awesome. And I got the shout out again for Beaton. I thought he was mm-hmm. brilliant in the middle of the park again, especially with the highlight Thanks. when he skinned four boys and then got wiped out. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's making it very difficult for Ange to bring in the likes of McCarthy or Rogic when he's back because. I've always said I prefer Cal Mack in the in the number eight role, that box to box role. Uh, Beaton's slipped in there and he's been absolutely superb since coming yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, I and and Yota just what can you say about him, man? And they two, Yota and Kyogo. I read I, I watched an interview a few weeks back and Yota was saying about how um, Kyogo's learning English, but he doesn't he doesn't know it any yet. Um, so they're not really communicating verbally, but on the park they're definitely communicating, and I think we can all see that every week. Well, football's a universal language, isn't it? I mean, if you get it, you get it. And at the end of the day, Jada did say, Francis, he's learning Japanese to try and throw phrases at him. And yeah, by, all, by all means, it's working. And as William said, like the guys, the goal scorers, Ralston, he ragged old Charlie Adam. I laughed my ballet off, by the way. <laughs> the, 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 fact, the fact that he tried to get up and get back out to him, it was like, oh my God, he was, he was totally <laughs> done. But... It looked like Ralston was in one of these Orban balls and Charlie Adam had forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell he was proper fizzing, Franny, but the composure from from Ralston, the whip that ball in, Cowgill with a header. I mean, it was great play all round, wasn't it? Uh, totally, because it could have been like obviously you hear the the sort of the ironic uh, cheers coming for the the Celtic fans. Then it could have been easy for Ralston to get caught up in that wee bit, maybe maybe try to take him on and, and lose it. But no, he's he's, con- he's he's concentrating on that, and then just he whips and I get crossing. I've got to stick my hands up as well. Like William, I, I said that his crossing wasn't that great, and then he's got two assists for crosses <laughs> at the weekend and stuff. But yeah, going going forward, Brown, and then like. Yota, if he's like to try to learn Japanese, that's a fair and that's probably good for team morale and stuff. It will help yeah, Kyle go sort of say it shows that guys are and for me that just shows the whole team are playing for each other. It's it shows a good a good sort of a unit within the team that guys are going out their way to try and learn a different language and stuff like that. So it shows everybody sort of fighting for the same cause and stuff. And yeah, Kyogo just what it doesn't seem to do anything. It's just everything it doesn't it? It's like it just does it again. It's just it scores a header, scores another wonder goal and he's moving and, and then he surprises again at the weekend it turns out he's a wee bastard day and it's brilliant. He's <laughs> he's taking the piss of the Dundee defenders and that he's like laughing because they're calling him smaller than that, then I celebrating in front of him. It's like, oh well, I thought he was the nicest guy in the world, but it turns out he's a wee prick day and it's brilliant. <laughs> it's like oh, Super see, see, the, the wee boy, man. see the amount of things I don't know if you've just seen it, especially today on Twitter, like people calling Kyogo out and putting up tweets about him saying he's a cheat, he's this and that. But as far as I think said, he needs to watch him what he's doing with that carry on. But I'm not like that could have been sore what he done, but I don't think there's anything that I don't think it's a foul or anything. I think he's tried to maybe buy a foul, it could be so, but it, I think 
referees and stuff will look at things like that and be like, maybe there'll be a genuine time and we might not get getting it from it. But well, I, I do think as I do think as well. From the he's smart. He's a really smart intelligent yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Like you know what I mean? he, he knows how to play the game. And yeah. for all we know, the Japanese league people do say it's a great standard. So he's been playing against top quality opposition all his life, and he knows the tricks. Like, and if he can do them mm-hmm. with Celtic, he's he's going to do them. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Ah, it's just like the dirty arts, isn't it? It's trying to yeah. try to win fouls that maybe aren't necessarily there. But now I've I've not. Got so much in it. I just think he needs to be careful in the sense that referees do take that into consideration. I would imagine. Hundred yeah. percent agree. And well, then you mentioned Beaton, and I'm going to come to you guys as well. But I mean, you love Ange Postecoglou, you love Anthony Ralston. Now you're falling in love with Beaton all over again. But do you genuinely believe that he gives Carl McGregor a kind of a free room in midfield? Yes, I think. Um, we discussed it at length at the start of the season about trying to get. Kalmak, uh, Turnbull, and uh, Rogic in the team, and uh, and like th- there is a time and a place for that because we've played some scintillating football. And for me, Rogic on his day is unplayable. Uh, I think he showed that at Hibs in one half. Um, but to get the best out of Cal McGregor, for me, he needs to play that number eight role, that box to box. And I think he's so much more effective in between the lines going forward, um, breaking through. Uh, so in order to do that, you need somebody to sit. And I think Beton's been brilliant uh, the last few weeks doing that. I think the likes of McCarthy can can be very good in that position. Um, Calmat can obviously play that role. Uh, he's he's been brilliant. He, like, like Franny always says, he's a, he's always a seven or eight out of ten. And sitting in that role, he does. But for me, you just lose so much of his best attributes. And uh, the likes of Beton. Uh, breaking up play and then letting the likes of Calmac drive with the ball, play these one twos, get in between the lines. Uh, for me, that's his number one position. And if I could get him there every game, I would. Yeah, I think the tough question is Ross, as, as William did allude to there, Beton's great at breaking up the play and playing the simple pass. And what I've seen yesterday against Dundee, he wasn't afraid to spread the ball forward. He made some key passes, but is it a case of if Rogers comes back, is he straight back in the team? Or do you think it's, if it's work, working hard as now with Beaton, will they keep it the same? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's it's obviously a good problem to have. I agree with Wally then in the sense that McGregor in that eight role a bit further forward, he, he probably is. It's better. He, he, it's better for McGregor himself. I think he plays better there. But um, I mean, you've got to look at Rogic. <laughs> that guy gives you a lot as well, do you know what I mean? You can't ignore that. His, his feet, uh, he can create something out of nothing. Uh, so I, I think a, a bit of rotation uh, with guys like Rogic, Beaton, McCarthy is good for the team. Uh, I don't think either Beaton, McCarthy or Rogic have absolutely nailed their spot down uh, in the team. Um, but, I mean, before Rogic got injured, you can't argue he was doing the business uh, and we were winning games uh, since the last international break. We've won, what is it, five, six, five, seven, or five, five, six, something like that? Seven from eight. Seven from eight. Se- oh, well, totally wrong, then, eh? But I think it depends who you're playing as well, though, I say. Absolutely. You're away to Leverkusen, you're probably looking to stick beat on in there. You're playing beat on, aye. If you're at home to Dundee, 
then just let Aye. big, big, sexy Tam Rogic just get the ball yeah. his feet and let him do what he wants Aye. to do. I agree with that. Yeah. What about like say, see like say in the game at, at New Year against Rangers, do you go with do you go with Beaton in that game or do you go with do you go with Rogic? Eh? I mean, we, it's a game you want to beat them at home, but you want to watch what you're doing. You want to win that midfield battle. Does uh, it's I'm awfully glad I'm not Ange-Post. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> Great point. point. Franny, what do you say to Ross? I'll let you have this one. I think I'm going with Beaton just for a wee bit of security there. Just Aye. for a wee bit of security. But I agree. Listen, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, no. You could make... You could make... There's pros Aye, and cons for, for both. both. Aye, Aye. Make a case for both. But I would... I think just like you have said... T- you sort of man, like try to manage the game, pick it on the game, and I would probably go with and that and that fixture. If if that fixture was the more, I would be putting beat on and put, like if we're saying Rogic is fitting, flying and stuff. I would if that game was the more, I would be pulling beat on. If I had the mm. choice, I would probably go with Wanyama. I think I think I'm buying a heartbeat. By the way, oh. just just so you know. I can't believe William tried to dig me out for that. Like, when you're well, 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 forever seen, you had, you had, seen yeah, there was a big podcast where all you said was <laughs> you could never go back to old players, and then you bring that I, I did laugh at that. It? What player was it? Do you know what I mean? Wanyama is uh, a Sviatenko, I think it was one of them. Exactly. Sviatenko was never really a regular or a star player for something. Yeah, but, so. yeah, but your whole point was we should be looking forward, we should never go back. This guy's, yeah, he's only 30 or old, but he is aging. You should never look back, but I want one on the team. <laughs> I would think, I think he, 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 he gives you something totally different for Beaton, McCarthy, yeah. or Rogic. I think he gives you more dig than any of the three they put together. So I, I would have him back at Parkhead. I just have questions of him. And remember that famous Barcelona game? Messi does bouncing off him at points in that game. He was just bang, bang. Nice. That's sometimes what you need, William. That's where I'm coming from. And I, I do genuinely believe that the Celtic midfield would be better without Beaton than no, without Wanyama than with him in the team. Uh, I think if that's a hard one. I think if he was at the club, I don't, I don't know if he'd be starting right now. Uh, I, 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 I think he would be a decent option. I just don't see how you. I don't see him as a sitting midfielder. I see him as that number eight that would boss people, but he would drive forward and all the rest of it as well. So I just don't see how you can put see, him I don't. in that midfield three. Because that's Calmack and Turnbull for me. See, I do see him as a sitter now as a 30-year-old. I don't think he's got the same energy to, to, to play that number eight role. I think he, he would be better. But I mean... He's not at Celtic, so it's a very exactly. moot point. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that obviously for people who's listening about, and that's obviously gone off the basis of what he said in the interview, and he would love to come back to Celtic. So we're not just discussing Wanyama for some random reason. But look, right. we'll move on to, to this, the the two goals Dundee scored, Franny, and the word defensive errors for me. The first one, the cross ball, Stephen Wells gets caught under it, and he ends up flat in his face. The second goal, Joe Hart comes out and tries to tie Superman. Probably one of two mistakes he's made in the Celtic shirt, but. These are the sort of mistakes. And and I do get what you said, Ross. If we can see two every game and score four, yeah, I get that. But we do need to cut them stupid hours out, don't we, Francis? Aye, you want to be hard to score against. And, well, we essentially are when we have got the best defensive record in the league. So, on the face of it, we are hard to beat or hard to score against. 
But I think it was it said in the Dundee game, I think we've conceded something, was it nine goals or 11 goals or something? It's like like eight or nine of them have came from crosses, which isn't great. So we know we know where the weak link is. It's from cross balls. So I suppose in basic terms, if you can sort that out, maybe try and stop the cross at source, then we're, we've got to be even harder to beat. But I think when you maybe sort of feel looking at that start a wee bit, we're lost in the goals for crosses because well, your Ralston Juranovic are playing that inverted uh, fullback. So there is space out wide for the sort of attacking players in that sense to maybe get crosses in. You would obviously have to go back and look at every goal in isolation to say, to then look at their position to then say that. But the first one for Dundee, it, like for a Dundee point of view, it was a good goal. It was a nice cross in, nice header. But yeah, you do actually see, if when you see the replay, Stephen Welsh has a wee look over his shoulder to see where his man's meant to be. And I think that that wee sort of split second makes him lose track of the flight of the ball. And then the second one, it's uh, Joe Hart's just, don't know if it's maybe a lack of concentration, just we're up 4-1 and that, and he's just came flying out, tried to clear it, and just had an absolute howler, really made a, made a shocker. But like he says, I think that's two mistakes he's made since he's been here, so it's not try to excuse it, but I've not got to hear a big pile on him for it. It's, it's <clears throat> two mistakes he's had, and one it, yeah, one was in the Petit game, and then this one. But so one's cost us, one hasn't really. So it's mm-hmm. it's not the world's worst. It's not great, but it's not something that deserves a big pile on. I feel like. No, hundred percent get that. And what I'm trying to do, too, Ross is. I mean, Francis makes a great point in terms of well, he did have that look over. He got caught under the ball, therefore he ended up flat in his face. But again, it's not a pile on. It's just these errors seem to be kind of just killing Celtic's game a wee bit. I mean, the, the performance in a hole against Dundee was fantastic, but. They get that complete performance of Postacol we want and he's striving for it. We need to cut them or out at the back. That's what I'm trying to say. Aye. Um, I mean, you're never you're never going to get a perfect performance all the time. And, I mean, at the, at the moment, Celtic... I was going to say Celtic are leading goals, but it's like Franny's alluded to there. They're, they're actually got a good defensive record. I think it's just because... We are supporters. We just don't want to see our team losing goals, but <laughs> they they can't stop the ball figuring into their net all the time. They can do better, of course they can. You could analyse every single goal that a team loses and pick faults in it. But I mean, the Dundee, first Dundee goal, like Franny says, it's a good goal for their point of view. It's it's a good cross in into an area where all right, Welsh gets caught underneath it, but Hart can't really come for it. And the boy just gets a flick on for about six yards out. There's nothing Hart can do. Okay, the second goal, like we've said, it was a howler for Hart. Uh, he's, he's came out, he's tried to command his box and just totally misjudged the flight of the ball and got caught in no man's land. It was just lucky that it was a consolation. Uh, but, I mean, I, I can accept it, like I've said, if I'm watching his playing free-flowing, exhilarating at times football, uh, I can put up with maybe losing a goal here and there at the back. But uh, you're right, you have to cut out the silly mistakes, and certainly for the second one, it was a silly mistake. Yeah. Um, again, William, do you think it's boredom for Joe Hart because coming out making these random He wants to get involved in the game, he does tries to clean someone out. I think it. I think a lot of the time, like our 
centre halves or defenders in general just they don't seem like they want it enough. Like coming coming in and yeah. trying to clear the ball. Uh, and maybe Joe's thought I'm needing I'm needing to come and claim this. I mean we are scrutinising the Franny's bang and we've got the best defensive record, but I think it's I think it's a matter of the fact that we're seeing it's just, it's the same goal we're seeing conceded mm-hmm. over and over again. It's not like uh, I watched the highlights again just before we came on, just to just to have a, a look again and uh, see for that first goal. We've got eight men in our own box defending okay. that, and nobody gets ahead on the ball. Mm-hmm. And McGowan uh, twinkle toes in between about three of them. The only thing worse than the defending was that head of hair he's got. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. you talking to me? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> McGowan. No, no. Jesus. You're not as bad as McGowan's. Looks like the Flymo's cut out halfway through your game. Then. <laughs> but, uh, but for me, I, I, like, Angel was, we always, everybody keeps going on about this. Um, the way we play football, we're going to concede goals. But the goals we're conceding now aren't from us throwing men forward. It's just uh. simple individual errors it's not us on the attack and getting caught in the counter it's cross balls and and and, and uh, people not being in the right spaces and for me i don't think anybody wants it enough there's nobody like a billy mcneil or a bobo or something that would jump through was even a stephen mcmanus or that and it just seems like uh, well, yeah, my eyes that come in there right? he'll, he'll win out the header. <laughs> so I, for me, it's just it's, it's individual errors. But like like Ross says, see if we're scoring goals like we're scoring goals. I don't know we could concede. However many game, as long as we're scoring goals like that, then then I'm happy. Uh, but I for me, it's not it's not the f- football we're playing, the attacking football we're playing that's causing these. It's it's individual errors. And we're not yeah. being cut oh. open at any point uh, either. No, it's, no. It's, like you say, it's just cross balls. Every, every no. other aspect of the game defensively. We're probably doing right, except for defending cross balls. Yeah, I think we probably made a miss. Car Starfield yesterday in the box, he would have probably attacked that as, as you said, William. You miss that kind of guy with the, the, the guts and thunder to go up for a ball and head it. And I mean, we give Starfield stick. Well, I did personally, and John McCohos, he stood by him, and it spurred the fruits because he has been fantastic until he got injured. But look, we'll move on, and it'd be kind of ignorant of us to ignore the protest that every person seen who watched that game. At, at Dance Park, the tennis balls are thrown under the pits from the Green Brigade in protest to the rumoured appointment of Brendan Higgins as some sort of security security role within Celtic. But I'll come to yourself, Ross, and Ross first for this one. Um, Pastor Caldo got praise for the way he dealt with that, for, for the, the tough... Stop laughing, Francis. For the <laughs> tough family, his face. <laughs> for, for the tough uh, questions that it was posed to him by certain reporters. And he basically did come across and say, look, people have the right to express themselves. However, he would not one that'd be in the 90 minutes of football, but he didn't really kind of pick a side or choose a side. He just kind of stayed in the middle. But how are you feeling about this whole thing? Because it's been dragging on for weeks now. There was the 30-minute the silent protest against Livingston. Is this a thing that Sally does need to just kind of squash and come out and say they're not appointing them? Or what do you think should happen? Well, I they need to come out either way and say what's happening because otherwise we're just going to get absolute fucking nonsense like we got yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a shambles that yesterday. The, the silent protest, didn't really have a problem with that. It was just what the Green Brigade do. They, they come to the game to support the team, but they always have this sideshow we are as big, if no bigger than the club sometimes, and it boils my blood. Uh, but uh, I, I just thought that yesterday, I thought Postacoglu 
hit the nail on the head with, with any like you, you can have your your causes or whatever, but for the ninety minutes we all need to be together, eh, especially the now eh, when we're going through this process transition. Everybody needs to be pulling the same way and throwing tennis balls onto the park. Whether it, I know the game had only kicked off, it probably didn't. Well, obviously it didn't ruin our rhythm or anything like that, but just behave. Just stop mm. doing daft things like that. It's just embarrassing. It just gives the club, club's fans across the city ammunition to have a go. I seen something the day, and it was like their shite tifos or whatever, and they, then it was like a photo underneath it of the tennis balls, and it was like Scotland shame or something. And I was like, what? And like that's just like having a dig for no reason. It's absolutely got nothing to do with. Like the the poppy thing and all that, it was just it was a completely separate entity. But uh, j- just ignore the facts to to suit your narrative, basically. But mm-hmm. I going back to Green. In fact, no going back to Green Brigade because I could mm-hmm. go on about them all day, and it's it's <laughs> not got to be healthy. So I'll just leave it at that. I'll just I think I think what I think what you say, Ross. To be fair, like the Green Brigade are very divisive within the Celtic support, uh, William and Ross made a great point. Possibly called me nailed it in the head. The 90 minutes of football, look, be together. If you want to protest in other means, he wasn't against it. He never said he was against it. And I think one of the, the banners that the Celtic support held up basically said, the ball is in your court, Nicholson, which is referring to the new chief executive that none of us have heard from. And But I do personally think it's imperative that at least someone from the club lets us know what's happening. Otherwise, as Ross said, we're going to have this kind of thing every week. I agree. Um, uh, I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to read... What Anne said, because I think okay. it's absolutely spot on, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. What, so he says, "We live in a society where people are allowed to express themselves, and I have no problem with that. But what I will ask is that it doesn't disturb the ninety minutes of football. That's when I want us to be united, the whole football club, because ultimately that's what we're all here for. Exactly. Um, that would be my preference. But there's an avenue for people to express themselves if they aren't happy with something. That's not a bad thing." But for us to be a successful team, we need everyone united for that during that precious 90 minutes. Now, first of all, I feel for his wife because you can never win an argument with this guy. He's always got, a, he's always got an answer. <laughs> and the media, I just wonder like, where you were going with that there. Uh, I know was that. You can never, ever win an argument because he's always got an answer for these things. Second of all... And a diplomatic I, one. Aye. 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 He'll have you questioning exactly what you're saying. Wait a minute, I was arguing uh, a minute ago. Now he's uh, got me on side. Um, but he's bang on. And especially in this day and age, there's there's so many avenues you can go to voice your opinion. Or, And I think Ross is banging the money when he says some, it's, they, make, it makes it, they make it about themselves and not the football or the football club or everything else. I mean, we're all here to support the club. Um. They're going to make decisions. Not everybody's going to agree on them. That's just life. There's, like we said, plenty of avenues. And for me, that's just not the way you go about it. That, I mean, that's fair enough. Again, Francis, as I said, the guys are, the Green Brigade are divisive. And they have good support, they have minimal support. And people don't people don't, don't know what kind of support they have within regular Celtic fans. But as we can see, with Ross and William, it's divided. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? How did you feel about it? Uh, the bar, like the banner. Like just just have the banner. You don't need to chuck the tennis balls on, or if like as stupid as the tennis balls, are, do it before the game kicks off or something. There's mm. no need to like there's no need to wait to the game. I know 
it's probably got more of an impact because it's highlighting it more when the game starts. But you've got the banner. The banner was big enough. It's same when it needs to say. You had obviously a silent protest. And then no doubt there'll be more protests the longer this drags on. Personally for myself, I don't think... But what I do know about this, Ben, I don't think he should be employed at all at Celtic Park for what for what he's done for Celtic. I fans. agree. I don't think he should be there. But at the same token, I like a hundred percent agree with what uh, Ross and Warren saying in the terms of like your protest during the game and stuff. Support the team for ninety minutes during the game and stuff. Me with the Green Brigade, I'm I'm sort of a fifty fifty sometimes. But like, I'm either the day my tits in or I'm on side with them, like. Like Kings, like some of the some of the displays they do are brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah. But then some of the stuff you're like, Fuck the bad outweighs the good. Aye. Oh, it's like, and then the amount of times we've had fines for them cause of flares, and you're like, but then they're obviously getting let in with these, and they have got a say within Celtic, and I think that that doesn't help much because, like, they do bring a lot of atmosphere to the game and stuff. But also, I think that makes them feel big. Like Ross said, it makes them feel bigger than they actually are. They're, they think they're, they're bigger than the, the uh, average Joe fan. Oh, hundred percent. Like they're a support. They're a supporter group. The and for a neutral, maybe or some tourists coming in, they they would look a good supporters group because of what what they're doing. That they've got that kind of partisan type atmosphere that you see across Europe and stuff. But then when you see them in the regular and see some of the stuff you're doing, you're just like, oh, just. Just just shut up, mate. Just get a break. But it's I. That's I'm one week. I'm off for them. Then the next week, I'm like, oh, they're just for me. They're all just daft wee laddies. But I'm like uh, Franny. By the way, I'm not like I, I don't know what it to sound like. I'm, I, like, that's all, I'm like all con pro uh, Green Brigade because I do think they, they do a lot of good as well. And like see the likes of the banner last week. I, I've not got any problem with that. But there's mm. when it's stuff that's affecting the game. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. There's other avenues. Uh, the banners, not all banners have been great. Let's yeah, face it. No, no, but the one last no, week, no. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's not. I don't think that's offensive. No. And like, obviously, Celtic are known for the, the atmosphere the fans bring, and the Green Brigade are the essence of that. They're the they're, mm-hmm. they're the driving force behind that. European nights, I used to have my ticket stand that like the block next to them, and even midweek Tuesday night games at quarter to eight against St Mirren, and it's howling and pissing with rain in the winter mm-hmm. they're still there banging the drums mm-hmm. singing the songs and it, it's the atmosphere that's what we like that's what we all want so there's many 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 pluses but when it when it starts to interfere with with the clubs and the, with the clubs and the game in general that's when i'm like oh, for fuck. that's when everybody's like oh here we fucking go again mm-hmm. no that's fair enough i mean one banner i totally agree with i don't know if you guys seen it was basically that they unfurled it was basically them comparing Jada's her to mine. I think that's <laughs> a, a fair nah, comment. Do you know what I mean? Nah. Michael number. Uh, <laughs> I'm not getting talked about enough, boys. Look at that. Windswept. Are you? Is that why? Like, is that what you're? Are you growing out for the Christmas night out? Are you going to get the blonde streaks in it? And the big middle shed number. Got the wee highlights all the go on the front. Stephen arrived here on his motorbike. <laughs> leather, leather jacket and the sh- the emitter shades on and that. <laughs> but look, as you guys said, I mean, it's all the faces. So we'll move on from that topic and we'll go on to the international break again. Another slog of international football. Yes, it's important for some national teams. Uh, William Scotland maybe as well. But for the for their fixtures coming up. But I mean, Postecoglou the confirmed. There's going to be a lot of players. There's going to be doing some fitness work. The likes of McCarthy, Forrest, them types of players. Are you, are you expecting? 
any of them to make a big impact when when the next fixture comes around against St. Johnson? Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I think the last few weeks, um, the fact that we've been able to <laughs> stub on our, our front three has been magic. And and to substitute, I think it's a decent second first, uh, front three to have. Uh, these guys all need minutes. Uh, they need work. Forrest, I can, you can tell Forrest is nowhere near where he, he needs to be. Uh, there's flashes of brilliance. I don't know why he's not shooting when he rounds the keeper uh, on Sunday there. Uh, but again, he did brilliant to lay it on a plate for Big Geo. Uh, so there's flashes there. Mikey Johnson as well. Again, he's, to use Franny's favourite phrase, he's, he's probably a uh, jot of a wish. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to do the same things, but he's just nowhere near that level. But it, like, he's he's slowly coming back as well. And I, I feel for Big Giamakis. I think there's definitely a player in there, and there's definitely a goal scorer there. Like he's tried to hard. But, but when you're when you're only getting 10, 15 minutes a game, it's so hard to show. And I feel for him, like, see, to go back to the the Joe Hart issue. I think this is how fickle some fans are. And I, I totally disagreed with it a couple of weeks ago when Big Gio missed the penalty. Um. Some and John touching it, John touching it in one of the podcasts about how the fans proper went after him and said he shouldn't have played for the club again and all oh, that's nonsense, right? Uh. See if Joe Hart makes that mistake he made yesterday and we lose one nothing. Is that what the fans are going to say about him? Even because nah. he's been immense for us. Big Geo's not Probably, a chance. Some of them probably bad. No, ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, I think he'll hit the ground running soon. I think once he gets minutes under his belt and. Uh, if he's getting the service Kyle got yesterday, he's getting a hat trick. Uh-huh. So um, the guys are getting minutes. Hopefully, <coughs> Big Ange said that there's a few few going to be needing a rest in the, in the international break, and there's a few going to be working hard. So I I think it's it's come at a decent time for us, and uh, hopefully these guys hit the ground running when we, we get back to, to action. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you make a great point. William, in terms of Jackamakis or Giamakis or Jackamakis, whatever way you want to say it, and he does. <laughs> I give him, I give him an absolutely torrid time for missing that penalty. And the reason why I'll back it up is because Juranovic on the pitch, <clears throat> two from two, should have smacked that for me. Should have hit it. He should have been on pens until he missed one at least. But that discussion was hard. I agree, but if we won that game two or three nothing, you wouldn't have went after him like you know. did. Well, do you know something? I'll, I'll actually say this. I don't know if you guys seen it. There's a, a few Twitter t- tweets going about today comparing him with Albinieri already. And it's like, oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But come, come and do yourself, Ross. Now, Foster Cogley said Forrest is going to be doing fitness work. And if it's a case of he's fully fit, would you be throwing him in next week ahead of a batter? Um, who, who is it we're playing? Uh, St. Johnson in the... St. Johnson. Is it St. Uh, in the semi-final? Uh, in the cup, I... Yeah. Um, Probably not. Uh, Interesting. Um, I, I mean, it, you could throw him in. It, it, it wouldn't. De- it wouldn't detract for the team any. Um, but again, it's getting minutes under his belt. I think maybe just easing him into some games. I know I said last week I would have thrown him in against uh, Fern Faros, uh, but that was with the understanding that he was ready to go, which. He obviously isn't he? And he will be doing fitness work, but he still will only have played actual games of football uh, by the time St. Johnston comes around. So I would probably I'd probably stick with the, the status quo sort of thing and go with the, 
the same team that we've played the last two games that have absolutely wrapped it up. Uh, yeah. Barring maybe if I don't know if Starfield will be back fit. If he's back fit, he could come back in. But then at the same time, Stephen Welsh just came in for the cold and had two really, really good performances, no glaring mistakes. So, um, I, you, as I say, it's we're starting, like we've touched on previous podcasts, we're starting to get options in all over the park and the, the squad doesn't look as threadbare. Uh, so that's why we're talking about, the, would you play this guy, would you play that guy? It's it's good conversations to have because it means the team are doing well and mm-hmm. it's starting to get more depth and I'm all for that. So I, if Forrest it's wants a, to play, play. If it's a far cry at the start of the season when William was discussing Liam Shaw being a regular starter in that midfield role, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm a 4 one Yama. Oh. <laughs> I only because he's at Parkhead and Wanyama's no. <laughs> but look, Franny, uh, another over. Go ahead, William. Go ahead. I was about to say, just totally agree with you. I don't see how you can go with any other 11 than 11 that's been playing the last three or four weeks. Um, the, and, and again, like Ross touching it, we've not been caught in behind or anything. I think that as much as we've lost goals, again, I think it's individual errors. I thought, I think it's a, and the team in the shape. We're, we're, we're playing well and defending well and going forward, we're absolutely electric. And I think about that, yes, he's pretty inconsistent. He's a young boy. One game he's unplayable, the next game he's maybe missing. But uh, I'd, I, I think you just stick with that same 11 because it's just, they're just electric now. Yeah, 100%. I agree. But again, it's, as Ross said, the squad depth, Francis, is getting better and the bench is getting stronger. And can I also say, I'm, I'm loving this Adidas track you've got on. It's caught me eye like It's very nice. Yes. But, um, what? <laughs> but what do, what do you think about the like McCarthy Forrest who can make an impact who could come into the first team I think you could argue a case for both of them because like we said, like we said McCarthy's not really made the impact before he would Is it, like it looks like it's down to sort of fitness and stuff and then Forrest is obviously coming back and like we all know what Forrest can do I don't need to sit here and talk for 10 minutes on what Forrest can do if, like the stats are there for it. It's like 99 goals, 99 assists and that. We know what we can get to for us. So, if, I don't know what the, the chances are. Maybe, I know it's not really the same, but you could maybe try and get a wee sort of a bounce game with the guys that are staying behind maybe against an op- some opposition team. Not not necessarily like, say, like the under-19s or the under twenty squad. Try and get another team maybe be, it would obviously probably be like the Scottish Championship level squad or something. See if they can send send a team in and just a wee hours game or something. I know it's not the same as a an actual game, but it's it's a game type thing as opposed to training to help like your guys like Gio Marcus Forrest, McCarthy and that to get maybe better minutes in that uh, in their legs and stuff and better sort of more maybe work more on their sharpness and stuff that they're maybe not getting training. But uh, it's like like as I said, it's it's great options going forward and that like the front three like to obviously Kyogo as it stands, I think like he's got to go through the middle and Yacht is on the left but for Abada again you can't argue it but to have Forrest coming on could probably push Abada on and, and vice versa because we know what when Forrest had a proper challenge the last time and, and Roberts we've seen what it done to Forrest's game it brought him on and, and stuff and just to quite, kind of touch on Abada a wee bit like I've not wanted to dig some out like anybody out and stuff and that but as another podcast, like as a pod, another Celtic podcast that I really like listening to, but a guy on it made one of the worst statements in the world when he said that it was after the Ferent Faros game. So I'm, I'm narrowing it down to 
it can possibly it's it's meant down to three folk. It's like I'm in the quiz. It's like I'm in the quiz there. Come on. And then he actually said that after Abada's goal against Ferencváros, it proved what he's been saying for weeks that Abada should be playing through the middle because he's never a right winger. And nobody in the show called him out of that. And I'm like, excuse me, this guy's. I know this guy has scored about is it seven goals and five assists for right wing, but. So if that's not working, long may it continue to not work for a bad assist. Like, and I do like that podcast. Like, it's for the Celtic State of Mind podcast, and I really like that. But when oh, he just names it. Ah, I'll name the podcast. I'll not name who it was. You but... sure it wasn't John that said that? Sounds like something John would say. Uh, honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't. I honestly, couldn't believe the statement. But yeah, we've got like. We have got depth in the squad, we've got options, so it's like Ross and Williams, it, it's a good conversation to have, Stephen, that you're going, who could make an impact? Could this guy yeah. make an impact? And the guys like Forrester, they're internationalists, so you've actually got internationalists on the bench now. Yeah, it seems like the knee... I couldn't believe it when I heard that statement. Couldn't believe it. It seems like the knee, Francis, you threw down a wee gauntlet to the Celtic State of Mind guys, so whoever no, no, said that, I've got a lot, who wants to challenge? It'll be like... It'll be like... Up like anchor man, all the podcast join it, <laughs> rocking up with axes and machetes and that. Ah, well, I'll, still holding, I'll still be holding the jackets. Still the jackets. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if that's not working, I want it to. Long might not work. I think we should Thompson. slate him because every time we criticise a player or, or even the next game, they I fucking know. score a hat trick. So another hey, hey. sight. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody uh, going to be helping now? Jagamagas is pretty. Yeah, I'm not going to end up. But look, I mean, he's no shy. I want to throw. He's not shy, but he's he needs to perform a wee bit better for me. I think he's trying he, too hard as as well. He's trying himself. too hard because he's not getting a lot of time when he comes on the park, and he's trying to make as big an impact as he possibly can uh, in the small window that he's featuring. And, I think and he's, he's the things are not coming off for him. In. Right. Things are just not coming off. Doesn't want like to try and get involved in the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And here, it's a, this is a wee curveball here. Like, it might be a bit stupid, <laughs> like right. So all week, I don't know why this is happening, to me, but I keep, I keep thinking about Yuri Yarzik. Remember him, Play for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep, I, he keeps popping into my mind, and I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to wonder where you're going with this. But... I know he yeah. yeah. dreams a bit of what. No, no, no. Uh, what, what him, but, but, right. no. Him, but... William, will you stop talking filth on the podcast? That's two, <laughs> two podcasts in a row. <laughs> I mean, I'll come, you first. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll, I'll come to yourself. I'll come to yourself. I'll come to yourself. Uh, what memories do you have of your years, like, if any, if you oh can my remember? God. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I just want to know if. if I, uh, I no, bring him back. Bring him back. I'm in, head... in the centre of the park. In my head, I've convinced myself he's a brilliant player or something. I don't know, Jesus. And this must be those stupid flashbacks from the Gordon Strachan Aye. thing. But look, again, that brings us to the end of the show in terms of the podcast. But the quiz is back. And what I will so say before we continue is... No? no, because you guys kind of pitched on it, so I'll just leave it. Aye, quite right. <laughs> brilliant in, I think he was brilliant in championship manager. Uh, I've <laughs> signed up for a few teams and that. But look, I will say this before we continue to the quiz between Francis and William tonight. That if you are liking what you're saying, please just subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. I think I think we're we're nine away from five hundred, which for us is a fantastic milestone. And we appreciate everyone's continued support of the podcast and but we look forward to making many more, many more to come in, in years to come as well. But look, we'll move on to the quiz between Francis and William. 
Oh, if Ross, oh you can be the referee. You can be the John Beaton. So you can you can take John's official role. John Beaton. John yeah. Beaton's not as good looking as me. <laughs> Sick. No, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Madden. No, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the her here. Uh, no her. Sorry. I don't know. I'll just be John Anderson for the Gladiators. How's that? <laughs> 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 Contenders right. are ready. Podcasters ready. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? Right, carry on. Aye. Aye. <laughs> right. So, as we know, it's an international break coming up. But what's Celtic's next domestic fixture? St. Johnston. No, it's no. Oh, the league. I thought you were on about a league, league. game. Right. No, no, domestic in Scotland. So, and what competition is that fixture in? League Cup. Two 0 I think, it was, I, I think it's actually called the Premier Sports Cup, to be say, to be fair. John Anderson's coming in here. <laughs> 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 this is my moment. <laughs> Franny's, Franny's starting... I'm going to squirt go Franny. That's a, that's a state of mind on me. I'm going to squirt go with Franny. <laughs> <laughs> right, 2-0 to Franny, right? So, right, oh, so I could go... I'm going to Kyogo do the Christian Daly soon, by the way. Kyogo. <laughs> cheating bastard. Kyogo <laughs> Furuhashi is Celtic's current Japanese boy, but can you name two Japanese players that play for Celtic? Nakamura and Chaduri. Chaduri was Korean. Mm. Nakamura and who? Yes, yes, he gets it. <laughs> Koki Masuno and Suzuki Nakamura. William, where were you? William, come on here. Jordi Asuki. The right back was Chaduri. <laughs> Here, by the way, Chadwick was lightning fast, wasn't he? He was quite. Aye. He was an absolute you, monster. Right you'll, be, you'll be hearing dreams about him for a week now. <laughs> Stephen just wants to back together. I just want everyone. I want Scott McDonald in. I want Yuri Darzig, Paul Hartley, Barry Robson. I get them all in. Get them all in that midfield. But William, not, not only did I make that an easy quiz by popping in things they asked during the podcast, and you still fluffed it, man. Come on, uh, can't That's you, the game. that fucking hair picked me off. <laughs> oh, what, here, leave leave that Irish stuff in there, Mike. Come on, Je- oh, Je- you went Je- proper Irish. I know. <laughs> Je- that accent's thicker than your hair. <laughs> that was better than Kyogo's second goal, by the way. <laughs> I, I deserve that from you, Ross. I do deserve that from you. Fair, fair play, man. Fair play. But look, that brings us to the end. At least you're here to defend yourself. Oh, man. Nah. Have you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed uh, it? Oh, yeah, brilliant, man. Great laugh. Yeah. Brilliant. For the final laugh. And Celtic are so good. It's getting better and better each week, and like uh, just to touch on what uh, Big Stephen was saying that the, like the, the the feedback and that and the subscribers we're getting. Uh, John's told us about emails from people from Australia and all sorts. So and and we're just glad everybody's because we love doing this, and it's like it, it's like we all just sitting here laugh, man. And that's what it's all about, and it, it seems like everybody enjoys that. So we really appreciate it, and just guy keep it coming. Yeah. On that note, to everyone who's listening and watching, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel.